Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris Studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Hello, Montana. A return to workouts in place at the University of Montana. Former Big Sky Conference football coach and former Montana D.C. Jerome Sowers on the show today. And who's the best young core in the NBA? It's 2 Tell New 1029 ESPN Radio. Yeah, you got to get to 2 in there. There's no, it doesn't go up to 109 on the FM side of things. 102.9 ESPN Radio. Great to be with you across the state also on S. WX Television. Hope you are well. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Thanks for being with us on this Monday afternoon. If you would like to listen live on the World Wide Web, you can do just that. 1029ESPN.com. 1029ESPN.com. You go there, you listen live on the stream all the time. Thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you would like to pick up your phone and call us, you can do that as well. 361-3688. The phone number 361-3688. All guests. Join us via the Raggage Brothers RV phone line. Let's take a look at what we have in the show today. Lots for you in the show today. Uh, first of all, uh, the University of Montana is going to be back uh, for voluntary workouts in Champion Center uh, with some very thorough and very uh, comprehensive guidelines to govern that activity uh, starting June 1st. There will be a check-in on May 31st, and then June 1st uh, it will be open so uh, uh, student-athletes, specifically football, can get back to uh, working out on campus in this respect. We'll go through this. Uh, Ken Haslam, the athletic director at the university, set over uh, a long – it's about three pages that sort of – gives all the ins and outs of how this works. There's also a, a returning to Missoula plan, which we'll get into, but uh, a pretty interesting, the first of all, precautions that are going to be taken, but also then the, the opening in general uh, of the Champion Center for, uh, for workouts, which we know that particularly Bobby Houck has been chomping at the bit like uh, nobody's, I would hate to be the piece of gum, you know, that, that he's been working on for the last couple of months, wait, waiting for no this way thing to No way he chews gum. You don't think? Never? Why? Because he probably thinks that that would be childlike and or a oh, no, inefficient no. waste of the human jaw. I think it's a great. I think it's a great workout. You know, burn <laughs> a couple of is. calories doing that thing. Uh, run sure. a fast, well, there's there's actually science behind having pressure on your back molars and having that then release tension within your jaw. Beautiful. And they say people that frequently chew gum are less stressed out. I need to chew more gum. Uh, I, 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 Ryan can't even get the call numbers on the radio right because everybody out there that's listening and or watching, uh, he had a salad and a salad alone for lunch today. For anything today, so it's a big step um, for for big men like us you know, to go down the salad route. The good book says 
man does not live on bread alone, but I would kill for some bread right now. <laughs> I mean, salad? Come on, is this what we're doing? One day, uh, just three starving to, to the death. wife, crying. Oh. Can't get the intro that he's been doing for and, uh, four and a half years right because he's just he's blacked out. Yeah, I, I, if I do, if I do fall over due to dizziness, somebody, my blood sugar's low. See, that's the best. Well, yeah, I just gotta, I gotta figure it out. Uh, in any case, <laughs> coming up here in about twenty minutes, we're excited about this. Jerome Sowers, uh, long time, twenty years, head coach at uh, Northern Arizona, long time assistant, including defensive coordinator for the Montana Grizzlies, including on their nineteen ninety five national championship team. Jerome Sowers. Uh, left, sort of retired, moved on from uh, Northern Arizona. It was a weird couple of years at, towards the end for him there where he was originally fired or forced out and then retained after there was a change of leadership at the president level and, and so on. Anyway, he is now uh, the defensive coordinator at Southern Oregon in the NAIA, uh, returns to the state of Oregon, his home state, but he will join us now and again. I mean, nobody's more steeped in the history of the Big Sky Conference are crying out loud than Jerome Sowers. So we'll talk to uh, Coach Sowers as we continue our Big Sky Conference football coaches series. And I always deem uh, the, th- the three godfathers of the Big Sky to me are, and I, I mean this just because these are guys that were head coaches all the way back in the 90s, all the way through the 2000s as well. And that's mm-hmm. Jerome Sowers, Tim Walsh, first at Portland State, and then Cal Poly, who we had on last week, and then the big human, Mike Kramer. Because Mike Kramer as we know, is the only coach in, in the history of the league to win Coach of the Year at three different institutions, right. Eastern Washington, Montana State, and Idaho State. So uh, it's fun having those guys on because not only do they have great um, reverence for the history of the Big Sky Conference, but also they have such uh, interesting lens toward, in Jerome's case, being a part of the rise of the Montana Grizzlies. In Mike Kramer's case, being a part of trying to take down what was the greatest dynasty the Big Sky had ever seen when, when Mike Kerr was at Montana State, and then Tim Walsh being at two different schools with a completely different uh, set of circumstances than Montana ever had. So their their uh, perspective and reverence for the Montana schools, particularly the Grizz, are always fun and, and good to catch up with. So we'll be excited to have Jerome join us here in about 15 minutes. The other thing that we're going to do here in this first hour, and this is, uh, well, this is what it is. Every Friday we do the the, the chick who doesn't know sports. Carolyn, our friend Carolyn, comes around, fills us in on everything that's going on. Uh, we have been uh, recording these things through Zoom calls uh, because you know for, because everybody's been doing things on Zoom calls and you just wanted to be part of the group. So we've been doing it on Zoom. We finally did one in studio yeah. on, in Friday last week. And it was great. It was great. And we re- recorded it. We, we, we put it into the system. We do it ahead of time uh, with Carolyn because she's got uh, – her schedule is such that it just works better that way. In any case, had it all re- ripped and ready to go. Just didn't play it. Just decided, no, nah, we're not going to do it today on yeah. Friday. So we have saved it here. We're going to do it for you here uh, on the Monday. There may and we be will, couple, uh, we'll have another one on Friday. We'll, we'll have so another one on double Friday. Dipping. But uh, there's probably a couple things in there. I, I I don't recall each and everything that we spoke about, but there may be a couple of things that may be uh, a little uh, uh, sort of past their prime on a timeline standpoint because we're going into the weekend instead of coming out of the weekend. But uh, it's fun anyways. And really, who do we? What do we care? She's always she's the best. So we'll we'll play that for you here. Uh, top of the hour, uh, we'll get into some NBA stuff uh, around the corner. And yes, we will discuss a little bit in the next hour about the last dance as well, uh, coming to a close yesterday episodes 9 and 10 uh, and uh, I had some thoughts about uh, the way everything sort of ended and and some maybe thoughts on the on the whole ser- of the series as a whole but we'll get to all that there today and later on this week uh, we'll be joined in studio or maybe well I don't know what the what the process will be like but we'll be joined on the show in some form or fashion by Sean Radio uh, sports director SWX Montana yes him and I were debating some stuff but we we want to come up with three, some last dance three, stuff. three or four last dance yeah. things that that the last dance taught you. Not necessarily maybe about Michael Jordan, but just about sports in general, the state mm-hmm. of the NBA, or you know something that you learned. We'll get into some of that later on uh, as well. But that leads us into this. I think one of the reasons why we spaced out, chick who doesn't know about sports, we spent a couple hours with Kent Haslam, University of Montana athletic director, on Friday. Great conversation with him, and uh, he sent over this morning some of the stuff that's going forward. And uh, so, in terms of, in ter- in terms of the the, yeah. the athletic department at Montana, when it, when it comes to resocializing the athletes, and so he sent over some documentation today, and I thought a lot of this was was pretty interesting. As you said, I mean, a lot of this, none of it is surprising. It is very intricate and in depth, 
We'll go through some of the details. We don't want to bore you with all four pages of the entire document. But basically, the the fact of the matter is that uh, athletes are going to be back on campus working out in small groups before the end of the month. That's right. Well, actually, at the end of the month. So at the end of the, month. The, the June 1st, officially, uh, voluntary weight training for football can begin. Uh, weight training and conditioning on the on June 1st. There's going to be a check-in on May 31st for everybody who is uh, in in Missoula and in, available on the team uh, to go participate on that in that uh, for players that are you know a lot of people have been at home right I mean everybody kind of this this a lot of this surrounded uh, a spring break when when the coronavirus really started to uh, uh, you know grab everybody's attention and 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 the rules started to change and everything like that. A lot of people, I think, have been home, wherever home is, Oregon, California, et cetera, since that time. And so if you are traveling from out of state to the state of Montana, there is still a uh, governor-mandated, state-mandated 14-day quarantine uh, before you are uh, supposed to be you know, moving freely about the cabin, as it were. And certainly that is something that uh, the University of Montana is, is uh, going to ad- adhere to, in fact, they have a 14-day chart that starts today because this is we are exactly two weeks now from the first of June that says you know what city and state were you in today and you have to put you know fill in the chart basically telling showing exactly every place that you have been over the last 14 days starting today and then you know sign that as a, a you know a, a matter of honesty right that you were in the right place so. If guys want to get started on the 1st of June, that, that means they have to have arrived in Missoula today, uh, yesterday or today, in order to be ready to go on June 1st. There's several things. Look, man, they're, they're going to do two groups of 10 at a time. Uh, as uh, Kent also said in in uh, an email transmission with us, he's like, thank goodness, or maybe in any case, and thank goodness we got the Champion Center. I mean, talk about the space sure. that is available there and what, what you can do because it's still going to be sp- social distancing. All players personnel going to have to wear masks before entering the building. Like you got to show up with the mask on, wait in your car until you're called to go in, and then they'll do a, a temperature check, like you get a lot of places now, and uh, and do all that. But they'll, they'll they do have space to do you know ten uh, two groups of ten, so twenty uh, players at a time to work through that. There'll be you know full cleaning of all the equipment between each use and and, and that sort of thing. But they even have the entrance and exit different places. So so there's no cross contamination on players coming in, players going out. You go in the front door, you walk out the back door. That's it. One thing though that I thought was was worth noting, a couple things. The locker rooms, as such, still closed, and they're going to be closed all summer. So you are not there's there's going to be no going to your locker room, taking a shower, right? Changing clothes, dirty clothes, all that kind right. of stuff. Like you come in in your gear, you get sweaty, and you walk out in your sweaty gear, and you go home. I you wonder. Know? I wonder how that affects the equipment guys because I think that's one detail that maybe gets lost on the common uh, follower or fan is that you know Hack and Stack, the guys that run the equipment room down there, they first of all are legends. <laughs> they they they've been doing it forever and ever and ever. But the uh, Football players specifically, they have what they call the laundry loop, and that's where you hang all your stuff on there. And I know a little bit different when you just have your dry mm-hmm. fit shirt and shorts or whatever, but because you, know, you only really have one pair of pants and one or two practice jerseys for football, right? So you put it on your laundry loop, you throw it in the thing, and those guys, they wash 100 sweaty pieces of clothes or sweaty full uniforms every single day. I know. This is what my wife and I do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, imagine I, if you had, imagine if you had 40 exactly. times that many kids. Who I mean, all were uh, two hundred plus pound young men? All you need is three with ten changes a day. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. That's that's pretty good too. Um, I just wonder how that's yeah. gonna, that whole process is going to work. I mean, it's obviously going to be on the kids. The other thought, thing I thought was interesting in this was that it's a, one of the uh, bullet points here is that student athletes must follow CDC and local health department guidelines during the rest of their day to mitigate risk to others in the group and or force a potential weight room use stoppage. So in other words. It's going to be on good faith here. I don't even know. What, do you think these guys are going to have to sign contracts? Or I mean, how does it work? Well, but well, basically, they, they're going to. I mean, when they, if and when they leave the facilities, it's stay at home except for essential activities, wear face masks, things like that. I, I'm just interested to see 
if that's just on good faith or if there's a, an enforcement or how it all works. The last page of this, student-athlete responsibilities. There's two bullet points, okay? I'll just read them to you because they're short. It's imperative to the safety of everyone and for the continued operation of the weight room that student-athletes are truthful on the survey and report any and all symptoms. So that's the first thing. And then the second one is Grizzly Athletic staff cannot control how the student-athletes spend their time outside the weight room. Student-athletes should be practicing social distancing and limiting contact with others. So, again... It, 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 we're in such an interesting scenario broadly where there is a level of responsibility on each and every person at large. Yep. And there's so many differing orientations to to the coronavirus and what it is and, and, and you know, its seriousness. The fact that it isn't in Montana all that much, isn't in Missoula all that much is, you know, great. But also you want to make sure that it continues to be the case that that is true. And... For the student athletes, just like you and I, just like everybody listening and walking around out there, there is a there's a level of responsibility that we each bear and have to sort of decide how we're going to do that both for ourselves and for other people. And certainly in the case of the football team, I mean, it, it's such an interesting concept, right, Colter? Because you play football those, those years and, 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 and probably more than other sports, it's the it's the bond and the brotherhood that's, sure. that's brought about, especially when you talk about a physical and, you know, no injury-ridden sort of painful sport like football where, no you know, nobody knows what it's like to be in there like, you know, unless you've done it. And But usually that translates to pushing each other in some way, to working no out together, to hitting each other and practice and doing that. And so it's like... And, and establishing a hierarchy as well. Right. So what is, you know, the leadership... I think it's going to be a pretty important piece in terms of, of how much this gets done. And look, I mean, the the restaurants are open, the the, the bars are back open, and they're you know in limited uh, you know numbers or half number of tables and things like that. And also, you know, it's it's a very inexact science to control the coming and going of a public and a public place. You yep. know, it just yep. is. And so, you know, again, it's on it's on the folks to kind of do that i do like that this is opening clearly there's gonna you know every kid is going to be checked for symptoms at least temperature and so on every single day that they go into this place Mm -hmm. uh and so you know they're they're doing a good job in terms of 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 everything that the university can do it seems like to prepare to have this work well uh but it's sort of you know you don't know until you know what when everybody gets quote unquote back together how 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 it will all transpire Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. The the dichotomy between free will and helping out your fellow man in this situation is such an interesting one, but I thought it was very interesting when Jeff Choate, not on the ESPN Roundtable last week, but in his conference call with various media members around Montana, Montana State's head coach was asked a question, do you guys have specific rules in place for your team when it comes to 
social distancing and quarantine and all that sort of stuff. This is before these initial steps at probably either school are really put into motion. And, uh, you know, he kind of reverted to what has always been one of his famous lines. Did you make your bed this morning? That's what he always tells his guys. Take care of your 20 square feet. Mm-hmm. Is not making your bed make you a horrible person? No. But are you, li- are you living your best life if your house is out of order and your bed is not made? In some cases, it's still fine. But it's like he always says, the more you have everything in order, the more you can operate at the ultimate efficient mm. level. I think that's kind of where every, all of this is going to come down to, too. I mean, do you really need, as a young, vibrant student athlete, to lock yourself inside for the whole rest of time? I'm not sure. But basically, they're putting it into the hands of young people. But I think that's actually better because if you have, if you give each person their own choice to make decisions based on their own personal level of accountability – then it's the assumption that you're empowering them to make the right choice mm-hmm. rather than, I mean, what do we know? Young people are going to break the rules if the rules are there because rules are made to be broken in the minds of rebellious young people. Right. Right. And so I think that it's, it's good. Um, the wording and language in this is good. And I think this is, this is thorough and I think it's safe. And I think it's about as good as, as you're going to get. And as Bobby Hawk has been saying for weeks, there's no way to replace the weight room. You can do a million pushups. You can't, replace push and heavy weight we got to get back in the weight room so we'll see um if this is the progress that they need but it will be also interesting because if you're lifting in groups of 10 so much of the hierarchy of a football team particularly is determined during off-season workouts in the weight room i mean that's where most of the guys who break out as walk-on guys who then become contributors and or starters they first make their big splash in the weight room that's where they establish themselves Mm -hmm. And that Callahan O'Reilly for the Cats last year, you know, it's a converted quarterback from Bozeman High School. And then all of a sudden when they had Max Day, he had, in terms of the pound-for-pound equation, he's the strongest guy on the team in terms of squats. And everybody's like, well, okay, Cal can probably play inside linebacker. Right. Let's right, go. Right. And, I mean, we've seen a lot of guys on both sides really uh, transform their bodies in the weight room. I mean, the Deming brothers, for example, mm-hmm. of Billings West that are playing for the Grizzlies right now, they've really cut their teeth and they've been able to break into the starting lineup at both on the offensive and defensive sides of the ball because of their weight room work too. I'm just interested to see how that dynamic works because it's not like you're in there with 40 other guys. It's right. usually like two shifts for a football team. This is going to be like 10 or 11 shifts for a football team. Sutel and Nuwana is 102.9 ESPN Radio. The other part of this too, Coulter, though, is this This is you know a, a good thing uh, for, for I think everybody involved. The question I have is how many guys are actually – here today or going to be able to be here soon you know because right. you know there's there's obviously a, a ton of kids out of state wherever they might right. be and what is their living situation in terms of coming back to what is still a closed campus right i mean the the younger kids from out of state where 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 are they you know supposed to supposed to land in terms of a, of a living situation and that kind of thing and also just the mechanics of travel the cost of it how you do it can you fly? Are you willing to fly? You know, at this point in time, if you're a long ways away, is there a way you can drive? You know, all, all that stuff. So I got to think, you know, this, this this certainly doesn't seem like a scenario where you're going to have 100% of your football team ready to go June 1 for for this stuff. But to at least get that started, maybe kids come in, you know, the next five or six days, and then June 5th or 6th, they're able to start participating, and, and, uh, and we'll kind of see how that that effect works out. I'd be interested to know kind of what percentage of the team is able to, you know, June one, walk through that door and, and start getting to work. Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN radio. We'll take a quick break on the other side. Jerome Sowers, former head coach of Northern Arizona, two decades there. Uh, that was after having been the defensive coordinator and an assistant coach for the university of Montana for many years. He is now a defensive coordinator once again, this time at the NAIA level in Southern Utah. So we'll ask him about that transition and his history steeped in the big sky. Nobody better to talk with than that about the big sky cowards from a football standpoint, Jerome Sowers right after this. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more.
you right down. It's nice to talk football with someone who knows football. You know what I mean? I mean, is that a shot at me? No. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, it's not a shot at anybody. It's a positive state of fact, a statement of fact about the reality of the universe. It's 2 Tell and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, at Gus 2 Tell on Twitter, at 1029 ESPN, and at Skyline Sports MT. Also, uh, your relevant Twitter handles. We go now to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line where we welcome in longtime Montana uh, assistant coach and defensive coordinator of the 1995 National Championship team and two decades long head coach in the uh, Big Sky Conference at Northern Arizona and now the brand new defensive coordinator at Southern Oregon in the NAIA Jerome Sowers joining us. Coach Sowers, thanks so much for being here. We appreciate it very much. How are you holding up there in Oregon round right about now? Honestly, Colter, we're doing as, as good as you possibly can under the circumstances. It was a crazy time of, of life right now with what's going on, and and uh, you know, particularly with the with the, the fall looming not far away, uh, what's going to happen? You know, it's kind of the question on everybody's mind how this all going to play out. But we're doing fine. You know, we're taking it one day at a time. And and uh, I, I took a year off and and looked back at coaching and said, you know what, I really didn't miss and what i did miss i missed the contact with the players and and the you know the the fellowship that you have among assistant coaches and i've had opportunity to work with some great people and i think i miss that the most uh and so i you know there's a couple of people i would work for uh you know coming off the position that i had and, and charlie hall is one of them he uh he was my offensive coordinator in 2001 through four when we were at Northern Arizona University, and he's a, he's a great man, just a high-character guy, runs a great program. And, and so I'm really in a good shape. I'm back to coaching the way that uh, I really kind of got me into college coaching, and that's working with young people that are striving to, you know, for greatness. And it's, it's, been, it's been a really great trip. Well, that's awesome. I know it's easy to get Ryan and I confused. This is Golter, actually, Coach. I know you can't see us, but uh, we sound similar. Oh. <laughs> it's all, it's okay, though. He he steers the ship, and and uh, I, you know I just get my old friends to come on the show. But it's great, great hearing from you again. You mentioned the year off though, because you were Ed Flagstaff for a full twenty years, and that's unprecedented, really, this day and age in college athletics, being a head coach for as long as you were at Northern Arizona. And so when you when you stepped away from that position and you're kind of trying to figure out what's next, take us through that year off. I know you spent some time in Missoula as well. I mean, what 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 was the year off after you've been doing this such a, the same job for so long? Uh, it was. It was 21 years. And hey, it, it's it's possible to be at one place too long in this kind of business. It's just, it's really crazy, you know, how, how intense it can be. And, and uh, you know, I, I went after this experience, you know, just to prove to myself and the I guess more importantly than myself that I could do that kind of a job. And, and, uh, so it was a great run, some great support. And, you know, I've had a chance to work with and graduate a bunch of great young men that are, that are out in the world. And you know, what's funny we're doing, you know, we, since we're all quarantined, we're doing a lot of these, uh, reunions and the 96 class, the defensive group, but there were some offensive guys in there invited me to sit in on a, on a, on a, a zoom reunion, so to speak. So that's gone on. It's really popular. That was a great time. I mean, everybody's older. Everybody looks different, but they don't act any different at all. It's like one day has gone by since all those guys played together. It's amazing the kind of you know, camaraderie that that program has espoused over the years and, and how together all those people are that, that are alums now and, and uh, working to support the, you know, the, the, the Grizzly Athletic Program. It's, uh, it, so it was really kind of cool. And, uh, and we've been doing a lot of that, you know, reaching back to a bunch of friends we haven't seen. And, and, uh, and I think that's what really the year off. I mean, I was, a, I was a fundraiser for the university, you know, last year and spent a lot of time on the uh, Navajo and Hopi reservations working on initiatives to help students, you know, that are graduating out of high school into college. And it's a, it's a big jump to be, you know, living up in Mesa life and, and the Hopi reservation and then to, you know, jump into a classroom that has over 100 people in it and, uh, it's just a, you know, it's a, it's a whole different challenge. Anyway, you know, with all the difficulties that are going on there, I had a chance to meet some wonderful people. It was a great experience for me and just really kind of reinforced it at working with, you know, good people's kind of what this stuff's all about and helping kids reach a higher level with their, uh, with their, their possibilities with their life. And, and, uh, so I'm, I'm going to keep doing that. That's what we're going to do. You mentioned working for Charlie Hall, and that's the thing that's so fascinating to me about the coaching business is just the the umbrella, the network that is made from guys that do it for their whole lives like you. And and it's been so fun for us, you know, kind of making the connections and then 
having this web of our own for guys that we can call, just like we called you today. But you look around the Big Sky Conference, there's so many guys now uh, that have worked for you at NAU that maybe are still there, but also other places as well. I mean, Tim Plough at, at UC Davis, now one of the best offensive coordinators in the country. Andy Thompson, one of the best defensive coordinators on the West Coast, now uh, in his position at Sac State. Jimmy Beal is back at his, his alma mater at Montana State, but a guy that coached running backs for you for a long time too. So now that you've gotten to the point in your career where you can have some of these guys that, that kind of cut their teeth under you and then is, have gone on to to make kind of their own paths, what what's that part like for you? Well, that just been, you know, Andy Thompson came to the program back in 2004, if I remember right. And, you know, he, he was a graduate assistant and then became a position coach and then a coordinator. And, and he chose to, you know, raise his family and not move them all over the country, which I think is a, it's a, it's a hard decision. The easiest way to move up is to continue to jump places. But he raised his family and, and, uh, and has minimized the number of moves that he's had to make. And I think that it just speaks to the character of man. And I tell you what I found. It's not what level you're at that matters. It's just finding good people, and there's so many in this business. And, and I'm proud of what you know, what all the guys that have you know, they've been in our program have done. Corey Batoon was a longtime defensive coordinator, and they just finished a great run at Hawaii. But now he's at Liberty with their head coaching change they had at Hawaii. But he's been successful since the, since the day he's left, working in programs like Ole Miss and and a few others. So some of the guys that you know that have done well, and uh, I you know. I, I, I look at uh, the success of some of the student athletes, and some of the coaches, and like Brian Lindgren is at, you know, he's at Oregon State uh, University, and uh, he's coordinating, working with uh, with the offense on the side of the ball. But uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that have really done well that I'm very proud of, and and even more so by the the, the young men that have graduated from the program and have all grown up. I, you know, it's hard to imagine at the '96 team, they're all they're all in their late 40s. You know, they're all 47 year old men now. It kind of puts a perspective on the on my experience and just to where things are at. But it, it's been it's been crazy in this fraternity of coaches and finding you know people that you can work with. And I think that's a that's been a great opportunity for me. They don't like to hire older guys in this business, so it's not it's not easy getting work when you're when you get past sixty. But um, I think I can help the program with some experience and working with some great people, great coaches. and and uh, and I'm really I was born 60 miles from here, so it's literally returning home for me. Um, Jerome, it's been Sauer. awesome. Jerome Sowers is joining us, former head coach at Northern Arizona, and now the uh, defensive coordinator at Southern Oregon, our Opportunity Bank coaches quarter. Coach, I'm wondering about this from from your from a coaching standpoint. There you are, as the head coach and the the CEO, as it were, right for so long at Northern Arizona. I know you took the year off, and you haven't even started the coaching side of this yet. I suppose you know at Southern Oregon, but, but are, how how excited are you? Is there a level at which hey, you feel like you can get back to football, so to speak, as 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 a position or as a coordinator, you know, at a, at an NAI school, as opposed to maybe a lot of the other stuff that you have to do when you're a head coach at the Division One level. I think you're you're kind of hitting it right on the head. I mean, I, I after doing it for 21 years, and particularly at one place, you, you get to see the upside. You get to see the the you know, the downside. The things you're always the challenges that always uh, you're up against. And uh, but this 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 was an opportunity. I mean, I, I could retire if I wanted to, but to be honest with you, I still feel too young for that. It's really been refreshing. I mean, the, the when I you know I actually started here in late January, so it wasn't long uh, before we went into this quarantine, but uh, getting the chance to meet the, the young men of the program, we're, we're not on scholarship. So these guys are all there at their own money that, and, and they're there for, you know, their own personal reasons, which is a different level of motivation. And it's a, uh, it's more the pure form of coaching than, than sometimes you get into, you know, entitlement issues with young men today that they, they look at the big schools and everybody wants what they've got, you know, with regards to all the toys and college football and all the, you know, the, the, you know, the buzzes and whistles with it, but, to be honest with you, it's it's a it's a just such a great experience seeing young men go through this and finding their way and getting their degrees and and leaving with a positive football experience that you know leaves them with lives for the rest or friends for the rest of their life and 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 really enable to to be successful in their adult life. And it's uh, it, it, the, the whole process is just uh, it's an amazing thing to be a part of. And to be honest, it has helped me tremendously. I, I feel so much more engaged and. Uh, you know, at the ground level, and I, I do think when you're a CEO, you lose contact with the you know the ones that that matter the most. It's real easy to to have happen, and I think that happened to me. So we're uh, 
we're looking at things differently. It's not about the money. It's not about the level. It's about, you know, doing what we got into this business for in the first place. And that's to help young men find their way. The, the prospects at Southern Oregon, very interesting because Southern Oregon joined the Frontier Conference uh, six, seven, eight years ago and was kind of the outlier when it comes to the rest of the Frontier Conference with the Montana schools and a couple of schools in Idaho. But then under Craig Howard with Austin Dodge as the quarterback, took the not just the Frontier but the entire country by storm, putting up some of the most ridiculous offensive numbers I've ever seen. Austin Dodge was the National Player of the Year, and Southern Oregon kind of comes out of nowhere and wins the NAIA National Championship. That was only a handful of years ago. So, I mean, you mentioned, Coach, it is non-scholarship. What do you think of just the prospects at Southern Oregon? What's the potential of that place? Well, it's uh... – I'll be honest, it's, it's been a few years since I worked at the NAI level. When I was at Western Washington back in 1984 uh, was when I first entered college coaching. And they, they, were, they had football at the time. So I was used to the Eastern Oregons and the, you know, the, 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 the Western Oregons and, and Southern Oregons of the, of the league back then. And now that it's grown into you know, Idaho and Montana and probably more schools there than there are out west. Um, I, I see them all with great familiarity. I mean, I know all the Montana schools that, you know, that are in the conference and it, the frontier conference is a great conference. I'm going to sit out and stay that first. It's, it's a great conference. And, uh, is it a different level of talent? Yeah, perhaps, but they're, they're all kids that are doing the best they can and, and working to protect their craft. And I'm just excited to be a part of it again. And it's a great league. I mean, if you look at what Kent Paulson has done, uh, you know, as commissioner of that league, it's been, uh, it's a very respectable league. And I'm proud to say I'm a part of the conference. I'm a proud to be a part of the NEIA. Jerome Sowers joining us. And Coach, is, is, you mentioned kind of a homecoming here, but i got to ask you this. Ashland, Oregon, known for Southern Oregon University and Shakespeare, right? I mean, the most beautiful yep. Shakespeare <laughs> festival and theater you've ever seen. This thing, it's, you can't even believe it's real, Darren Ashland. Have you ever been to a to a show, to a play at the Ashland, the, 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 the Shakespeare Theater there? What's that like? Well, you know, the wife and I were kind of laughing about that. We get out here just in time for the quarantine, and the, they, they start that stuff up at the end of February. Right. So really not, never, never get off the ground. So we haven't seen one yet. But that's, uh, it, apparently it's a, it's a great cultural experience and one we look forward to when all that stuff reopens, and hopefully it will uh, in, in time. Uh, but, but Southern Oregon, I, and both my parents came off of reservations in South Dakota, and uh, I was born you know, at the Klamath Falls Hospital, but they lived in Chiliquin. It's a really small town at the Klamath Agency, which is just north of Chiliquin. So, so this is, that's all about an hour away from here. So I'm literally back to where I was born. And, and uh, you know, I have three generations of family that live all along the I-5 corridor, you know, that run from, you know, Ashland all the way up to Portland. And, and uh, so I, I'm close to my family, my mom, my brothers and sisters. And it's, uh, you know, this is, this is, this is where you want to go when you're around a third. And, uh, and that's kind of where I'm at with my, with my uh, career and, and uh, my experience. Uh, but I'm excited about what's left. I really think there's, uh, you know, I can still bring some, some help, some expertise. And I, and I really have refound some energy that, that uh, I think that wears you down when you're doing that job, you know, head coaching gig for 24-7. It, it takes a lot out of you. It really does. We'll get you out of here on this, Coach. The Big Sky Conference continues to evolve, continues to change, and who knows what's going to happen with football in the fall. But we're optimistic, at least in places like Montana, that we'll have some form of college football, and hopefully all the way out to your neck of the woods as well. Hopefully everybody's playing in the fall. But the Big Sky Conference, with the return of Bobby Houck, now the rise of Jeff Choate with the Bobcats, and Bo Baldwin back in the league at Cal Poly, Jay Hill still got it rolling at Weber State. What's just your broad thoughts on, on the state of the league right now, and what sort of impact do you think having the two guys that are at the Montana schools has on the rest of the conference? Well, I think that uh, you know, I had a chance to visit the, the Montana staff last summer, and what a great bunch of guys. I mean, uh, this is Bobby's second time around. I think he brings more experience. He's, uh, you know, he's seen and done a lot more since he was a head coach in Montana. He was highly successful when he left. So for him to go back, it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, they're going to be forced to deal with, in my opinion. I, I watched him practice, and, and the the buy-in and the you know the the student athletes the way that they it looks um, a lot more like the Montana Bold and and I think that uh, you, you 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 know leadership changes the you know the character and the personality of your team and and uh, having Coach Houck back at uh, you know Missoula leading this program is a, it's a great move I think Kent Haslam did a great job and 
and that uh, I think whatever's in the past in the past, and I think they're doing a great job right now. And they're and they're going to be, you know, they're going to be a team to deal with. You in Montana State, they've invested very well, and uh, those guys have done a good job. And and then uh, Jimmy Beals, uh, uh, he played there as a running back, and and I picked him up as a young coach years ago, and. And so he was my running back coach and, and camp coordinator, and he's he's their uh, running back coach now. And I know he's very comfortable in Montana, and, and uh, he's got a lot of fanfare up there in Bozeman for his the years that he spent there under Mike Kramer. But uh, so you know I, uh, those two programs are, are are very well funded, you know. And you, you look what what uh, Weber State's doing with their facilities, and Jay Hill's a great leader, great coach, and. They've obviously proven their their merit and, the, and the, their ability uh, over the last couple of years in the playoffs, and and uh, and and then you know Bo Baldwin's a great football coach, and I've been calling him at you know Cal Poly, and it's tough seeing Tim Walsh go. He's a dear friend of mine, and I love the guy, and uh, but you know the, that's how this business goes. And Bo Bo Baldwin's a great coach, I think. I think there's a bunch of great coaches. You know, Sac State showed a lot last year, and they're in their uh, first year under Troy. And, and uh, I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be the same kind of a deal who can stay healthy and, and, uh, you know, survive, you know, <laughs> the kind of stuff that goes on during your regular season to get into the playoffs and have something left to make a run at it. Well, coach, we certainly appreciate you being with us. Uh, once again, always enjoy talking with you. We wish you the absolute best uh, there in Ashland at Southern Oregon. And, uh, and, and as you round third, we expect big things out of you, man. I know it's going to be great, so we appreciate your time. You can just visualize me going for a head head in slide at home base, right? <laughs> head first, baby. No other way. You can time me with a calendar. You can time me with a calendar. I love it. Well, Coach, uh, thanks well, so listen, much. Guys, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And, uh, we good luck with all you. Stay safe, okay? We sure will. You as, you as well. We appreciate you. Jerome Sowers. Opportunity Bank Coach's Corner, Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Coach Sowers, uh, always just one of the most, like, I mean, just sort of avuncular style of conversation and, and warmth that you oh, get every man. time you talk to him, right? He's, he's the greatest, man. I mean, he's he's the he's the type of guy where when we ran into him and you hadn't met him before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we ran into him at the Big Sky kickoff and I, he's like, man, hey, you guys you guys are awesome. We're mm-hmm. loving it. But then he says, hey, Ryan, cool to come over here. And he goes and he introduces us to the president of NAU, yeah, the yeah. athletic director. I mean, he, just, down the line. he makes sure everybody knows everybody. You know, here's our new sports information person. Make sure these guys get what they need. You know, yeah. he's, he's always facilitating. And uh, every time I talk to him, I always think of like a – a grandfatherly figure sitting around Absolutely. the fire telling you a story, you yeah. know. But that's why I love the Godfathers, man. The Godfathers of the Big Sky, those guys. We used to have a conference call every week, and it's one thing I really miss. I was about the only guy that was on it for a lot of the coaches, but that's how I got to know all these guys so well. And I can't tell you how much Tim Walsh, Mike Kramer, and Jerome Sowers taught me just about football. Mm. So I'd always just ask my broad big sky questions to those guys because I knew they'd been thinking about it, and I knew they had have a good, they'd have a good answer. So uh, it's fun talking to Jerome and you know, his Montana and, and Northwestern ties go deep, and I know this is a place that's very special to him. So that was fun having him on the show, and I'm sure we'll cross paths again in the future. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate that. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, it is time for the chick who doesn't know about sports, doesn't know sports. I forgot. I keep adding the word about. Don't want to do that. Uh, we, uh, we missed it on Friday. We skipped it on Friday. We're going to do it today and uh, make what is wrong right again. Hey, the Silver Slipper is open for sit-down service. That's right. They've made some changes to comply with MCHD standards to help everyone keep safe and healthy. Their new hours, get ready, in the casino, 9 a.m. to 11.30 p.m. The bar open at 11 a.m. till 11.30 p.m. They're going to have half capacity. There's plexiglass uh, liners and dividers between all the Kino machines. There's spaced-out tables that allow plenty of room between groups, extra sanitation stations, and uh, disinfecting schedule uh, uh, within the establishment and they've removed bar stools uh for stools from around the bars to make sure that you still got the six feet of space even there so they, they they're, they're getting it sorted out there at the silver slipper but get in there they still have the fa- friendliest staff in town they're all about tasty food good beverages and having a good time so if you need a family meal you need a late night game of poker you need whatever you need the silver slipper is there obviously the liquor store as well taking care of you. the silver slipper lounge.com for more info stop why today to see why the silver slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets across the street from Super Walmart on Brooks. 
At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. You know, we always say Fridays we want to have a little bit of fun. But let's be honest, every day you want to have a little bit of fun, right? So uh, we didn't uh, we didn't do the chick who doesn't know sports on Friday. Uh, and so we're going to do it today. And our dear friend Carolyn, she joined us uh, last Friday. We finally got to do one in studio, which was great. Uh, but we're going to play that for you now. I am a little bit, I have a little bit of trepidation just about this in terms of, of what would, I don't recall, of course, because this happened three days ago. I don't know what happened this morning. Uh, I have a little bit of trepidation that there's going to be content in here that was going to be time sensitive. You know, where all of a sudden now that you hear it on the back end of the weekend, it doesn't make sense. But you know what? I trust it and I believe in Carolyn. So here you go, boys and girls. Uh, the uh, the chick who doesn't know sports, thanks to our dear friends at the Iron Grizz. Boys and girls, it's Friday and this is a watershed moment. For the first time since the move and the staged and staggered reopening of our fair state, the chick who doesn't know sports is in studio with two telling nuanas. This is very exciting. I am very happy about this. Hello, Carolyn. Hello. Is this microphone disinfected? Yes, okay. it has been wiped. Okay. Good. Uh, I mean, so very many times. As a matter of fact, it's. I'm actually a little worried. Like wiping surfaces is great. You wipe the microphones, and then I'm just like, am I zapping the thing? Am I yeah, killing I mean, it? I don't gonna, know. We're gonna have like double our budget just to take care of all the Clorox wipes and hand sanitizer we That's got right. around this That's joint. Right. This is the cleanest place in Missoula. I bought stock sure. in uh, P&G. Is that what it is? <laughs> uh, whatever. Procter & Gamble. Yeah, that's the, let's load up on that thing. Uh, Carolyn, great to see you. Uh, welcome, you know, back or in or, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, let's talk about sports. <laughs> I have so much to say. Oh boy! I'm just kidding. I okay. don't. Okay. Well, I, good because we're already we're already doing down to show with nothing to say for two months. That's not true. Well, I it's do. Pretty have... tr- We've been doing the show with nothing to say for two years, bro. <laughs> I was like, well, it doesn't take a uh, shutdown for you guys to. Did have you know Ahmad Rashad's 71? What? Se- Alicia Rashad's husband. 70. Mrs. Huxtable's husband. Well, formerly. Well, formerly. Yes. Ahmad, that was his third of five wives. Holy moly. This, but, this is all started yesterday by a picture of Ahmad Rashad's wedding to Mrs. Huxtable being tweeted out, and Ahmad Rashad's two best men in the wedding were O.J. Simpson and Bill Cosby. The caption get, of the tweet was, you think he wants a redo? Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, times change. I also tweeted out pictures of my wedding yesterday. Because it was your anniversary. Sure was. Congratulations. 15 years, people. 15's like a, you know, a, a nice round number. Uh, was <laughs> Did you do something? Like, was there a thing? We did. We went down to Finn and sat on yes. the deck. Okay. And um, had a little wine and a little pizza. Excellent. It was a lovely evening. Pizza and wine. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, it was uh, well, good stuff. congratulations Thank to you, you and uh, yours. It's, I uh, will say if 15 years ago there had been a pandemic and my wedding got canceled, mm. this bridezilla would have been a disaster. There there are uh some folks uh out there that are probably very much in that spot and I know. let me just say it's going to be okay. I know, you know? but I feel for them because, yeah. anyway. All right, big news. Oh, boy. I don't know if you've heard, this Korean baseball is all the rage. KBO, KBL. Whatever. Korean Baseball League. I was watching it the other day, loving it. 
I mean, I think it's great. I love that people are just embracing. I mean, it's baseball. It's not MLB, but I think people are really excited about it. It's professional baseball. Now, I don't know enough to know how many, like, major league players have come from the KBL or up through the Korean leagues. I know many have come from Japan and the Japanese leagues, but uh, they love baseball. It's a big deal there. And I was telling Coulter this. I was watching this, and they have – cutouts of fans <laughs> behind like the hitters so when they do the so normal weird. shot like where you're watching the pitcher throw the ball it appears to be you know the the 40 fans that you would see within that frame behind are are there with like talk bubbles that's behind them saying hilarious. things it was i was like well what that's maybe good. that's what we should do for grizz football this year just put just, just put cutouts in the yeah, the issue though is that uh the cutouts don't pay right i mean you know don't rain on this thing Colter. we're trying to have a fun what day so maybe this though, maybe people could buy their season uh, tickets and then send a cutout and watch it on <laughs> tv that's I'm, what not, I'm, thinking. I'm gonna stay socially distanced <laughs> but here's me this is what i would be thinking with the bubble yeah right now right it's How un- big would my cardboard head have to be? Oh, Huge. there would no, Huge. there'd be no body. It would just be the <laughs> head pop. in a chair. Mm-hmm. So anyway, back to the KBL. That's all I have to say. Oh, yes. I don't have okay. anything else. I just think it's really cool that we're embracing it and people are watching it. Now, someone also told me that they're airing cornhole tournaments. I don't know if that's Th- that's true. also true. I had a big text thread with some of my cousins yesterday. It was about eleven thirty p.m. and it was the world number one versus world number three cornhole, uh, you know, uh, champions. And so that was you well. Know. I'm going to train this summer up at the lake. Then train. Yeah, yeah, that's a good word for it. I sure. mean, if if it's if it's going to be the new sport. I'm going to get my bean bags out and I mean it, it doesn't seem like there's any reason why, you know, a person in their 60s or 70s couldn't be as good as a person in their 20s, you I'm know. I'm sorry, are you suggesting I'm 60 or 70? I, I would not. I was oh, simply referencing it. that it takes all, you know, okay, just the checking. whole breadth. If okay. you're somewhere in between there, that should work <laughs> for you. I'm just making sure not that there's anything wrong with that, but I am not 60 or 70. I, yeah. I mean I feel it today after all that wine at Finn. Well, you but, know, it was your anniversary, you yeah, know. you know, I live understand. it up. Um, other news. Okay. DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar, did you hear? Yes. Yes. Armed robbery is the least, well, not the least of their problems, but they were at a party. We're not supposed to be at parties. That is true. Okay, so do have you gone over the story? I mean, enough to know that it's not good. So they're at a party, and something happened. A fight broke out, and then they decided to rob everyone at the party, apparently, in Miami, correct? I mean, not, you know. It's not good. No. I mean, there's a lot of... There's a lot of uh, red check marks on this one about what you you know what you shouldn't be doing anyways and then how to not handle it correctly when it goes sideways on you and yeah. uh this is uh this is this is a quick way to probably end your football prospects I just have nothing to say I just think, <laughs> I just think when you have I'm not trying to say I'm the greatest decision maker of all time, but also just putting yourself in horrendous situations when you have so much to lose is just, it's the stupidest thing in the world to me. Right. Like if I was a a professional athlete, I would never drive anywhere again in my life. (laughs) I would just pay my best friend. Ryan would be my driver. Ryan, I'm going to pay you one third of my salary to make sure that I never get in trouble driving a car in any way. The the craziest thing is, is the, you can carry the gun too. Now, all uh, first of all, (laughs) you, you just got to get rid of of the weapons. It seems to me, you know, at some stage. Now, I, I, you know, yeah, because you just, it's just, you know, it just doesn't work. If even, you know, Plaxico Burris, you know, I mean, what are we doing? Who's so, the, who's the kid from the the Quinn and Williams, the the, the D tackle from Alabama, plays for the Jets? Yeah, perhaps. Bring his gun on the plane, like, what oh yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, what, what are you doing? But okay, we got Uber now, right? So nobody's got any excuses, anyways, anywhere. Right. But also, the NFL has like an NFL players hotline for drivers. Right. Stop. I mean, it ju- yes, you can. You you like you. It's free for all the players to get rides anytime, anywhere, where, whatever the any twenty four hours a day. So. 
that is one reason, you know, we talk about like, you know, everybody makes mistakes, this, that, and the third, you know, and so on and so forth. But there is just, it's just another level of stupid. Coulter, everybody's looking for a way to stand out when it comes to marketing. Our friends at Western Birch have done exact, our friends at Western Birch Tees have done exactly that. Customized logos on bulk order golf tees for your company, your organization, and that includes us, 1029 ESPN Radio. Love it. So stay tuned because we are going to have some ESPN Missoula tees to give out, to win. A bunch of other ways you can acquire these tees. If you go to westernbirch.com right now, you can see these high-quality hardwood golf tees. There's a bunch of different color schemes. They're just standard. I know if you're a golfer, you're going to need a bunch of tees, and these are really well-priced. You can order them online, deliver right to your doorstep. But if you do want some of those custom-made tees, whether it's just for you or for marketing purposes or to give to your buddies, if you order 1,000 tees right now for $149, they can put your business's logo on there or any other logo that you want, and you can get as many as 2,500 of these custom-made tees They'll last you all summer. They're functional, but they're also something that people will certainly remember. So go to westernbirch.com right now to order your custom-made premium hardwood golf tees. Now, this didn't happen in this particular instance, and sadly to say this appears to be worse than that. So, oh, yeah. okay, don't, don't, don't do the things that they did on every single level that they did it. Okay. So do you think the NFL could have a – you're talking about not having weapons, which I know is our constitutional right, but – do you think they could have something in their contracts? Like, as long as you're playing, you cannot do the... F- I mean, don't they have some sort of a... You know, I don't I don't know if they can do... And I'm not saying that they shouldn't own them or whatever, but I mean, you just like... You there's, just don't... First, I... There's a huge look, difference man, I don't between... Know. There's a huge difference between owning yep. weapons legally, mm-hmm. which I do. Do you have a weapon? Yep, yep. Yeah, which, which we do. Sure. And... I got these guns. Yeah. Hey. Flex it out. And illegally, <laughs> carrying, it out, illegally carrying and using weapons in other situations. Or, or even legally, but just like like taking a sidearm to a, party. To a house party right. just feels like... You, you know? Especially when you're not supposed to be at a party, boys. Right. You're supposed to be at home. I don't know. I mean, were they... Were they robbing them from six feet is what I want to know. Probably they did break the six-foot rule. That okay. would be well, my best Well, now I'm guess. even more mad. Okay, what else you got, um, Carolyn? So in this week's sales meeting, Coulter told us that the NCAA is allowing players to use their likeness in advertising, right? That is correct. Now, can they also use their likeness like on video games and all of that stuff? We had talked no. about that. No. Okay. My husband and I had a discussion about this. Excellent. Last night. Oh, what a great anniversary chat. <laughs> Super romantic. <laughs> he... Not memories, not the history, not how far have we come, not the two boys, the, the, the NIL situation so in Because you talk about college football with your husband. <laughs> Keep it up. Keep going. Keep now, going. he thinks it is 100% acceptable for Joe Schmo from the Grizzlies to be able to go down to a car dealer and say, hey, I'm here at... Flanagan's, I love my Mazda, come buy one. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm okay with that. I don't like the, but what concerns me is when they get a million dollars from like, what, what, Xbox, and then they may not finish college. I think I've had this discussion where they go pro too early. (laughs) Here we go. I cannot help you with this. Dan told me I have no, Right to have that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, dude. Well, I can tell you right now, uh, you came to the wrong spot if you were looking for backup on this. It's three against one. You you have no right to that opinion. I actually have a right to any opinion. I mean, that's okay. But he feels that I um, don't I don't get to say what these fellas or ladies do. Let's so, just start here. It is not just rare. I think it is unprecedented that... Anyone from the state of Montana has gone in in a pro football early. Okay, yeah. nobody's leaving before their time is up, and the graduation rates are pr- pretty much through the roof. Both schools on the football side of things, and actually very good on the basketball side of things. But they're already getting paid now potentially in college. So what would this? Wouldn't this reduce the the, the desire or the feeling or the need to go pro and then get paid because you already maybe got something? I like that. 
thoughts. So there you go. But my, as you have, uh, we've, I've been very clear about, I feel like if you get a million dollars when you're 20 and you don't know how to properly manage that and you get a horrible injury, you could be messed up for life in terms of you. And then you don't have a college degree because you left too early. Let me tell you something. A million dollars when you're 20 is a million times more valuable than your college degree. Like get it early and do with as it long what as you, you need to do. Invest it properly. Again, like okay. I don't know, so man. I think what? if you gave me a million dollars at any point in my life, I'd never have to work again. I mean, if you do it right, you w- you actually wouldn't have to. Now you would have to live a pretty low profile for some time because you can't just spend it. You know what I mean? Even over the course of time. But the point is, is like, have we made a million dollars combined in our whole lives? Absolutely not. No question. Not close. Not close. But I'm just saying. What kind of question is that? We've been working for like a combined thirty-five years. No. Yeah. Well, combined. Probably not. Actually. No, dude. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> I rolled around making about fourteen grand for my entire twenties. So, my point is, is that I just you get you get paid to go to college and play. You get the scholarship. You should see it through as a commitment because that's important lesson to learn. And then you have a degree at the end of the day. Okay, but this just has nothing to do with the NIL. Well, what that a- was our discussion last night. Okay, whatever, whatever your husband. Can I say his name? Yes. Dan is so right on this, okay? Just 100% market. He okay? also works at K-Pax and probably wants to get some players and some ads. Well, so, sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but he he did make a very good point about I'm okay with that because he's like, what's the difference of a player going and working, you know, at a as a waiter or waitress or whatever? So I just get anxious when these kids get – too much money too soon and they blow it and then they have nothing to show for it you know that's I, all that is that's a a tremendous just motherly and humanitarian <laughs> instinct that you have there the level of control that you and most anybody else has over that is zero mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so again trying to help the kids as best we can along their way to do the best that they can but you know charles barkley didn't hit, get his degree and you know it's okay and what percentage of did michael jordan get his Ooh. Yes, he did. Did he? Oh yeah, because he went back to school afterwards after hurt, the fact. He got hurt that year. Remember, mm, he went back to school. Okay, okay. I just I know that, that Shaquille like... O'Neal went back afterwards and walked at LSU oh, yeah, and did that whole that thing. Q, yeah, he had the yeah. little hat. The... It wasn't a little hat. It was it was a That's giant. True. It's even That's bigger true. than Coulter's hat. Uh, so, <laughs> Jeez. all right. That's really all I have. Carolyn, this was outstanding. Thank Very you well so done, much Carolyn. for being here. As always, wonderful to see you again like human to human. This is a high uh, watermark for me uh, in that respect. Chick who doesn't know sports, every Friday is brought to us by our friends over at the Iron Grizz. Coulter, the Iron Grizz is open. They got patio seating out on the back looking out over the golf course. They got great food, great drinks. Nice wines. It's uh, an outstanding spot. It's you know, I think people that go there like are like you know, sh- shut up about the Iron Grizz. Don't. It's like our it's like our spot, and people don't know how good it is. But the word is getting out, and it's a, a great spot over there at the University Golf Course. Some of the most sustainable food in all of Missoula. They use all the vegetables come from their garden. All the duck eggs that they put on all their various sandwiches and burgers also come from the Harlequin ducks, who serve as the natural basically pest control of the garden. And they're also now offering a new Cajun menu as well. Go try the shrimp etouffee and a variety of other, how do you say it? Etouffee. Etouffee. Yeah, yeah. And the variety of other Cajun dishes offered at the Iron Grizz. Iron Grizz located at the University of Montana Golf Course, 515 South Avenue in Missoula. Go check them out right now, the Iron Grizz. Carolyn, you're the best. Congratulations on 15 years in a day. Thanks. That's the chick who doesn't know sports. Doesn't get better than that. Hour one of the books, hour two straight ahead. Who has the best young roster in the NBA? Mm, well, that hinges on the word young. What does it mean? Do we even know? It's 2 Tell the Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. By the way, let me tell you just one more time. Get over to the Silver Slipper. They're open for business. 9 a.m. to 11.30 p.m. for the casino. 11 a.m. to 11.30 in the bar. Tarantino's Pizzeria. They got... Tables that are open and spaced out sufficiently to maintain proper social distancing, even remove from some stools from the bar area. So you got social distancing there as well. They got 
great sanitation stations, a new disinfecting schedule, but they are open for business at half capacity. Uh, they are maintaining and obliging with all standards that are in place, but you can go in, have yourself a meal, a dinner, a family dinner, go have a drink, go play some of the games in the gaming room, and have an all-around nice time at the Silver Slipper, the Silver Slipper dot com online you go check it out silverslipperlounge.com online to find out all the information you need they're all about having a good time tasty beverages great food and uh, the friendliest staff in town as well they're across the street from super walmart on brooks okay you can go there anytime find out why the silver slipper is one of montana's best kept secrets Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 